We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on packers fans welcome into another edition of the pack a day podcast i of course am one of your co-hosts matt fralick alongside me once again eli berkovitz janelle Mackey. we are here to give you the injury report going into sunday's game in atlanta Packers versus the Falcons. Interesting, I think, matchup just based off of how Atlanta's team is set up. They would, I would say, probably the number one rushing team in the league based off of how they've kind of constructed their team. Obviously, they go ahead and, and get Bijan Robinson <clears throat> some injuries to get into. Guys, before we start, obviously, I was harassed last week about my juvenile at the time, 11 year old uh, candy bar preference, Eli. I, I went to you last week on a prize picks fan duel fantasy thing. I'm going to go with you as an expert again. Somehow you're an expert in multiple things in my mind. Janelle's probably flabbergasted by that. But um, Eli, no Advil PM during the day. That's a that's a no, right? We don't do that. No, you really shouldn't. I mean, I like to you know live differently, so that's why I like to start my days with a good handful of Advil PM just to really get a good kick on the day. But I don't recommend it to the rest of the population because it might have you feeling real strange. And not. And I feel and I feel somewhat okay that I'm airing you out for this based off of your guys' reaction from the, the Heath Bar uh, conversation yes, last week. I think that's like, still worse. I do still think that's worse. It, I don't disagree, but it's I, I felt like this was a, a casual transition, like Advil PM, injury report. There is kind of a tie there, but... And also, kudos to you, though, Eli. Pat yourself on the back. Like, you put that out there for the world to see. And, no, you know, hey, hand up. I made a mistake. I'm going to let everyone know that. Uh, I, I honestly can't imagine what your psyche, immune system, fill in the blanks of what your bodily function was taking that and trying to live a productive life during the day. It's, it's wild. It's crazy. But let's get into the actual injury report of the Packers, guys, and Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, Guys, it's it's funny that when we do these, like it seems like the last two years, it's been a constant kind of joke. Last year, the joke was um, David Bakhtiari being on there. It seems like the running joke this year, only into week two, is a hamstring injury with Christian Watson. 
uh, alongside, obviously, Aaron Jones had the one that was very blatant versus Chicago in Soldier Field where he scores that huge touchdown but comes up lame. And um, so let's start with them. They both are – they were both DNP throughout the week. Uh, Aaron Jones didn't practice at all. It sounded like he did have his helmet on on Thursday doing some like individual stuff. And I believe I saw a comment from Matt LaFleur saying if he had his, hel- if he has his helmet on, that's a good sign. So kind of cryptic coach speak, not sure really what to think. He does still carry a designation as of Friday afternoon as questionable. So around 1030 central standard time, we will have obviously the, the latest injury report for the Packers if he's inactive or not. So I know just like everyone else probably listening to this and I know for Janelle and Eli, like we'll be literally on our phone at 1030, like looking to see if Aaron Jones is inactive. And just like we talked about last week, guys, it's one of those where, yes, he's active or inactive. Let's say he is active. Like that doesn't mean that a hamstring can't flare up. I think it's one of those injuries that you're constantly having an issue. And then um, on the positive note, Christian Watson, I'll let you guys kind of get your thoughts in here. Christian Watson, DNP Wednesday and Thursday was limited at least. Um, on Friday, so him having missed last week, I'm kind of optimistic that he's going to be ready to go, but similar situation. Janelle, we'll start with you. Uh, your thoughts on either of these guys, like one plays, one doesn't play, neither plays, how productive can they be? What are your thoughts with now definitively, we talked about last week, Christian Watson, probably the number two weapon, the number one and the number two weapon, potentially limited, if not down for the Packers going into Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't want to see your guys injured, and Aaron Jones was having a very good day against the Bears. Um, So to see kind of like the centerpiece of your offense and Aaron Jones go down, um, you know, obviously he was in really good spirits every time the camera was on him. You know, that's just kind of the person he is, um, you know. So he gives that positive energy, but to see him on the report, not practicing all week, you mentioned that, yeah, he wore the helmet, but – um it is obviously concerning and those hamstrings can be super tedious to try and get over because there's not much you can really do um everybody's hamstring is a little different when it comes to those injuries so not seeing him practice at all it's it's tough to see but also you know we're week two they're playing a non-divisional rival or anything you know falcons aren't um like a team that you're, you're maybe like as worried about going into this game so if something was going to happen, this is maybe the time, you know, not when you're in the long haul of the season, maybe trying to make a playoff push. So it's really tough when this kind of, it sets the tone for the beginning, but hopefully if he can rest now, hopefully he'll be better in the long haul. And I think that kind of has to go with Christian Watson too. What I'm going to say about him, um, same thing. So he was actually able to practice a little bit on Friday, limited practice um, after not practicing the rest of the week. So you know, same thing. He's listed as questionable, but if he were to play, it would probably be similar to how Dobbs was versus the Bears, where it's a very limited pitch count, maybe just taking a couple of reps, but it's not worth it at this point to push too much and risk um, maybe injuring it even more um, and having a bigger setback going down the road. So it's really hard, you know, especially, you know, Jordan Love, Obviously, he showed out on Sunday, so there's not as many worries because he was able to utilize different weapons in different ways. Um, But Aaron Jones was a huge part of that win, so that makes it extremely difficult knowing he could go down. And um, A.J. Dillon had a little bit of a tough time, so maybe it would be an opportunity for him to kind of bounce back after 
maybe not his favorite performance. Um, and maybe you get Wilson a little bit in the mix who, you know, obviously the darling throughout preseason and everything like that. So I think there, there is like fillers that you can get by with, but obviously Aaron Jones is an irreplaceable player. Um, and Watson hopefully is able to get better soon. I know these hamstring injuries are always just so nagging that it makes it extremely difficult to, you know, understand the timeline. It's not like, you know, when we see like broken bones or maybe ACLs where it's like, you kind of get that timeline hamstrings. is just a big question mark and you never really know. Um, so that's why you have to be a little bit more careful. So hopefully this week is all they need and hopefully they can be back next week, but it's definitely going to be a very different offense for Jordan love missing both of those players. If they are for sure ruled out. Absolutely. Like you mentioned AJ Dillon. I think that's a good one. Like potentially bounce back. I was, I think like most fans, right. Or people that watch the Packers, a little underwhelmed with how AJ Dillon performed last week. And especially in the contrast between, between the fact that Aaron Jones had such a productive game and he was explosive you know, just plays after plays. It felt like he was getting in space and making guys miss. And you mentioned Romeo Dobbs, another one that will kind of semi-highlight here. Limited all week, Wednesday, Thursday, full participant Friday with that hammy. Um, great, you know, kind of great comparison, Janelle, or what contrast, wherever you want to comparison, um, would be how they handled Dobbs last week. Obviously, we knew we knew when we were recording Friday, he had an, uh, a hamstring as well. Seems like he's trending in the right direction with that. Christian Watson seems like he's taking that same – cadence from last week with the way Dobbs handled it and kind of getting and gearing up for this game must have been a little bit more severe but nonetheless hamstring injuries are becoming a, a joke within this organization right now it's kind of it's kind of disappointing Eli in Atlanta like obviously that's a dome Packers have generally I feel like that offense has kind of flourished there it's been really really good like do you think any of these injuries will you know Again, we've made the punt. I've made the punt two weeks in a row. Will they hamstring this this offense a little bit? Do you think they try to throw the ball around a little bit more? We know the offense worked really, really well last week with a lot of play action setting up, uh, or the run being set up for the for the play action, making uh, Love's job a little bit easier. Anything you think that maybe they have to kind of incorporate more into the offense with it? If if Watson and Dobbs are you know a full go and Jones is down, do you kind of rely on AJ Dillon? Kind of just your thoughts the way you would maybe construct the offense. Short, short sample size. We don't have a ton. Obviously, only 60 full minutes of this last game. But your thoughts is at least how offense would operate um, this weekend. Yeah, so I think, I mean, obviously, it's going to depend who's playing. Right now, I would say I feel more confident, honestly, that Watson ends up playing than Jones, which maybe I would not have said a day or two ago. But, yeah, I mean, Watson, right, he was limited today, which is obviously good to see. And I just think they're going to be more cautious with Jones because – He's Aaron Jones, and you just don't want to risk that. So let's just say Watson's playing and Jones isn't. Uh, I think there's, you know, a very good chance we see a ton of A.J. Dillon, which, like Jen said, I mean, I would be thrilled to see him have a bounce-back game. Uh, I've been sort of negative about Dillon for a little while now, and it's not – It's it, it sucks because it's so far from, like, there are some times where I just simply don't like a player, and I'm more than okay with that. A.J. Dillon, I just love who he is as a person, so it sucks – to feel negative about him as a player, but I do. And I, I think a lot of Packers fans do because it's been a while since he's shown us like real consistent, positive stuff to be happy about. And when also you're contrasting that with you're in the game and Aaron Jones isn't. And every time Aaron Jones touches the ball, it's like a seven yard gain at the minimum. And it's all these highlight plays. And then it's such a contrast 
when Dylan's out there, it, it's rough. So, I, I mean, I do think Dylan's the guy, but I don't think it's crazy to think Emmanuel Wilson not only gets touches, but if I think it's going to be a hot hand. I mean, if Emmanuel Wilson starts just picking up chunk yard plays, he's going to end up getting more carries or at least very close to the same number of carries as Dylan. And I would have no issue with that. They kept him for a reason. Let's see if he could do it in the regular season against starters. And in terms of catching the ball, the Falcons have kind of like an underratedly good defense, not like great, but a pretty good defense. I think it will be harder for Love to throw the ball. I see this game being lower score. I mean, I, I would be very surprised to see, see them score 30, let alone 38. Uh, so I think they're going to have to be able to be efficient on the ground and just hope that you get one or two big plays, either to Watson, maybe Musgrave, Dobbs, but really just Love needs to just be consistent moving the ball down the field. And the Falcons, their offense is so blah to me, especially because Ritter doesn't even try to push the ball down the field. Basically, it's like, don't turn the ball over and score 20 points. I think you win. You might even win with 17. Just don't turn the ball over. Definitely. Uh, uh, great stuff from both of you. Janelle, I kind of piece it all together here. We talk about, I think, maybe a path of success for this team, and we like to base this around injuries. seems like they're going to have to run the ball a little bit more. Last week, Atlanta, you mentioned the defense. Eli, kind of a little bit underrated. They did give up 154 yards on the ground, almost 4.8 yards a carry um, between Miles Sanders, Chubba Hubbard, Bryce Young, and even LaVisca Chenault, the, the Swiss Army knife, snuck in there with five yards. Additionally, you mentioned, Eli, that defense, they did turn the ball, or they did force two picks by Bryce Young, rookie quarterback, not in the same vein. Um, they also forced a, forced two fumbles, recovered one of those from the Miles Sanders. So maybe that defense is, you know, we need to keep the ball on the ground a little bit more. It'll be interesting to see if Patrick Taylor can get involved, Emmanuel Wilson, you mentioned A.J. Dillon. I love the 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 uh, the, the thought or the statement of a hot hand. I think that's a great thing. And you mentioned low scoring. Yeah, right now, Caesar Sportsbook has it being at 40 points, which is definitely lower than it was um, on this past Sunday. And usually we do this at the end, but Atlanta right now is favored by one and a half. So good stuff, guys. I think this is kind of just – I love when we're kind of organically talking. It seems like path of success, run the ball if possible. If you can spread it out, that'd be great. Um, let's finish up a little bit here, too, with the Packers' offense. We already mentioned Romeo Dobbs with the hamstring. Seems like we're all pretty optimistic about he will go. Out of the two, Jones and Watson, more optimistic about Watson because he's had longer time to kind of heal that hamstring. But Jones, even if he's active, guys, I, I don't put a lot of weight behind it. It does seem, I think, I, I don't remember who said, I think it was maybe Eli, where they kind of seem like a little bit more cautious at times with Aaron Jones, I've noticed over the years, and I kind of agree with that. Um, but then the rest of the offense, uh, David Bakhtiari with the knee, veteran rest, DNP all week, questionable, I don't put any weight into that. I doubt either of you guys do. Um, Elton Jenkins with the knee, limited, limited, full participant, no injury designation. And I guess we will kind of parlay the offense with special teams because Daniel Whelan has a finger. I don't remember if anything happened in the game, if it got jammed on a punt. I don't remember exactly what happened, but interesting to see him there. Uh Janelle, any of those of note to you that you're worried about? Do we have any? Do we have any comms on Daniel Whelan? Was it a paper cut? Was it he jammed it on a snap on a, on a hold? What what the hell happened with Daniel Whelan's finger? Yeah, I mean, you never know. You just hit a helmet wrong too, or something like those helmets are hard. So um, hard to know if it was practice, if it was in the game. You know, he's luckily he's a punter, so hopefully he doesn't need all ten of his fingers to be good and healthy. But you never know. Um, I I wouldn't know. Not a punter. I have not studied 
punting technique. So who knows on that, but, you know, full participant, assuming he'll play or just assuming that we're going to put our posi- ourselves in positions to not have to punt so much. So that would obviously be nice. So maybe when it comes to holding, that's like really the only time I could see it being an issue, but rest of the offense, I'm feeling, feeling okay. You know, obviously you kind of mentioned earlier that Jenkins and Bakhtiari were basically on the injury report all last season. So it's not going to be uncommon for us to consistently see their names on here. Um, And I think just somebody who I was happy to not see on here was Reed, um, who had a really, really good week last week, Jaden Reed, and he kind of went down with that funky injury. And I thought like, oh my gosh, it's a knee for sure. Like he's having this amazing breakout game first week and then he went down funky, but I think they said it was just cramping. So I'm really happy to see that he's not on here at all um, because especially with Watson and Dobbs kind of being banged up, I think he's going to play a super important role. So hopefully that continues into this week as well for that offense. Definitely good, good, uh, you know, remembering, I guess, but not a great <laughs> word, but remembering from Sunday that Jaden Reed, I mean, we haven't really talked about him at all because it's, we're so many days past, but definitely was very explosive in that game, had that cramp. And it's, it's great that he's, it looks like he's going to find himself in a role where he can really contribute. And I'm, I'm very excited based off what we saw last week with between Dobbs and Jaden Reed. Like you got insert Christian Watson of that, you know, the Bears defense didn't look that great. We were able to kind of, pick them apart but those three that 300 monster i'm super you know ecstatic about let's get then quickly guys to the defensive side for the packers not a ton there i think it's pretty i mean there's one big one that we'll start we'll start out with and that being quay walker obviously he had that incredible uh you know pick six that was just amazing just runs one side of the field runs into the I think it was one of the linebacker or the the running back Roshan Johnson welcomes into the NFC North as a rookie and just like takes off to the pylon like amazing has a concussion in protocol DNP on Wednesday limited throughout the whole week again I would say concussion probably 1b hamstring 1a of something that can just randomly flare up and it can be an issue throughout the rest of the year um so definitely something to monitor for him there one that's we're going to have again similar, like you mentioned, Janelle, with Elton and Bakhtiari all week, Rayshon or every week, Rayshon Gare with the knee limited all week. He, you know, played sparing last week, so he's pretty much all systems go. I think at this point, as long as we don't see any significant setbacks, especially with the limited all week, I feel very confident. And then, um, Anthony Johnson Jr., as we know, I think it was the last week of training camp, definitely tweaked his knee. I'm still monitoring that at that safety position. So that's kind of where we're at. Eli, I got to think the the main one here is Quay Walker for, for all of us. But what are your thoughts on Quay? If he can, if he can go, if not, like kind of where do they turn for that interior backer spot, especially after like Quay looked like pretty good. Like I, I think I didn't, for me, it didn't look like he was like as fast as I thought he had previously been, but definitely was making plays all day on Sunday in Soldier Field. Hello friends, as many of you know, a few years back the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now thankfully, the day of the game I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. 
I really wish I could have simply used GameTime to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using GameTime app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the GameTime app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. GameTime is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using Prize Picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, I I obviously really hope he plays with concussion. You know, we never know. Sometimes guys are back the next week, no issue. Other times it lasts a couple weeks or even longer. So I'm just hoping overall he's healthy and good. Uh, if he doesn't play, I think, I mean, Isaiah McDuffie, at least on the depth chart, would be the next man up, who is someone I actually am, like, I mean, as a third inside linebacker, I think he is very solid. He seems to be a solid tackler. I really like the way he, I mean, over this preseason, he just looked really good, and even when he plays sometimes last year, he looked pretty good. So, obviously, again, we hope it's Walker, if not McDuffie. But I, I could also see them doing some, you know, hybrid stuff, getting getting some smaller guys into that role. I don't know if it would be Ford or Savage. Maybe it would be Owens. But they have players that they can line up next to Campbell because also with Bijan Robinson, not the worst idea to have a faster defensive back in the middle to cover him because – yeah, I mean, Robinson was the second most targeted running back last week. He had the most receptions and was obviously very good. We all saw his touchdown. Any linebacker in the NFL would struggle to cover him. So I don't think it's a bad idea to have a safety in that spot if Walker's out there, even if Walker is healthy. Yeah, I think the chess match that's going to be, if Quay doesn't play, what does it look like to be able to stop the run? Because I think the I'm very confident with the D line of the Packers, but it's a matter of having linebackers that can fill the gap, make some solid tackles in between Algier. Um, it looks like, you know, good segue here. It looks like Cordero Patterson might play this week. He was kind of a, a 
surprise scratch last week. I thought it was just like he was inactive, but he actually was dealing with that thigh. Um, but I think if if Quay can't go, it's interesting to see how they'll stop the run because we know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Atlanta's going to pound the snot out of the ball against everyone. And if you watch any of the game, the, the noon game last week, like they definitely were still as dynamic as possible. And you add another gadget to their to the offense for Arthur Smith being Bijan Robinson. You mentioned that touchdown he had, Eli. Like Bijan's going to be a guy and being targeted that much, and they're going to get him involved. And if Cordero can play too, that's just like a three headed monster they have back there. So definitely on either side of the ball, guys, things are going to affect this game significantly because it's it's key players. Um, kind of some new guys that have popped up before, definitely Quay Walker. I don't know if we've spoke about in the last couple of years with injuries, but um, something to monitor as we go forward. Uh, fortunate for the Atlanta Falcons, they only have three designations right now, guys. Um, some significant, uh, like I already mentioned, Cordero Patterson with a five, full participant. We'll see if he makes the active roster. I would, Like I said, I was kind of shocked that he didn't make it last week. It just seemed like when they gave him that designation as like that joker position, it seems like you don't create a new position or if it's tongue in cheek or just something to say like, Hey, we respect this veteran guy who's going to add a dynamic piece to the offense. I was surprised that he was inactive for that game. Nonetheless, more than likely based on that thigh. So if he goes just another piece, like I mentioned for Arthur Smith, the call plays with that run offense um, on the defensive side, Jeff Akuda, who uh, again, many of us know him in the NFC North Detroit lions drafted Jeff Akuda pretty damn high from Ohio state. They cut him this past offseason, has been dealing with a foot, didn't play at all last week, limited participant all this week. He is questionable. And then the other one who Andy Herman had tweeted out, I asked Eli, asked Janelle, hey, you guys heard of Troy Anderson? Neither of us had really heard of him. Um, Second-year player, uh, second-round linebacker, inside linebacker from Montana State. He's in concussion, DNP all week, limited on Friday, actually, which is strange, and then he is out. So... Uh, we talked about maybe having to run the ball a little bit more. That might help the Packers benefit to be able to run the ball on a defense that's depleted with a, an interior guy like that. It's a starting linebacker and they're 3-4 defense. So that's where things are looking at right now, guys. I would say I, I'm not overly, you know, if I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan, I'm probably not too stressed considering it's like your third running back that might be out. A corner that really hasn't been on the field all that much, albeit it's probably a better passing offense that'll be out there in comparison to the uh, Panthers offense but I would say obviously the big one is just Troy Anderson interior linebacker who it's always nice to have a guy that can wrap up especially if you have to go against a potentially semi-healthy AJ or excuse me Aaron Jones but definitely an AJ Dillon that's gonna be able to, to pound the rock up the middle um Janelle give you kind of your last thoughts anything on the, the the defensive side for Atlanta that you'd be you know Anderson's gone Okuda's out I mean do we attack them you know throwing the ball I think it, there was an article maybe earlier this week I saw I don't know who put it out but Something about how, you know, got to worry about Jesse Bates being back there. Obviously, they're free agent they got from Cincinnati. So, you know, a piece that maybe he doesn't have that back there as his counterpart with Jeff Okuda. Like I mentioned, Troy Anderson out there without the defense in the interior. But any final thoughts on the the injury report for either team? But definitely um, Atlanta, if you have anything. Yeah, I mean, how you attack them obviously depends on what kind of weapons you have. Because it's kind of similar, you know, we are talking about last week with the Bears where they had a banged up defense we had a banged up offense so how is that going to match up so it's kind of going to be a similar thing um with Akuda being out we're also missing some of those offensive players so it'd be a good chance for somebody to kind of step up and maybe pick on the backup in that situation so I do think that there's opportunities that they can capitalize on but um it's going to be kind of for us who's going to step up and be able to do that since we have such you know so many of our weapons are 
um, hurt right now. So maybe Atlanta's looking at this like, okay, you know, yeah, Akuda's out, but maybe this gives us a chance to kind of breathe a little bit because so many of our guys could be on those pitch counts. But I think overall it'll be a good matchup. And it is always kind of funny you forget about Cordell Patterson because he was such a menace in the NFC North for so long. And he's just kind of this random weapon like every team uses him differently so it'll be kind of interesting you know he's on this injury report here but he's full practice all week so kind of assuming that he'll play so it's always kind of interesting when you see those familiar guys come back and um I'm kind of looking forward to it almost <laughs> yeah no Kadero, you're right like he has been just a, a a kick returner and then it was like a leading running back for the Patriots and then he's like this crazy uh, you know, receiving back for Atlanta and then ran the ball a, a shit ton. So it's 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 wild that he, it, yeah, he's, he's it's cool to see a guy that's still in the league like this. Um, Janelle, before I get to Eli here too, I want to mention because you mentioned it to us before we started recording a bunch of guys on the IR for the uh Atlanta Falcons. So they only have three designations right now, but a couple gentlemen to mention definitely Eddie Goldman D tackle. Um, they put him on IR end of August. Um, undisclosed injury, not really sure what's going on with him, but definitely if you're a uh, you know, a rabid NFC North fan. You remember Eddie Goldman being on the uh, Chicago Bears. A couple of the defensive injuries that I don't really know any of these guys' names offhand that I'm worried about, but definitely just more bodies on the defense that they have put on IR since um, late June, early August when preseason was around. Matt Hennessy, I want to say, was a backup center, maybe even a starting center caliber, but he's out with a knee since, I don't know, middle of August, it appears. So outside of that, nothing crazy, but definitely some injuries stacking up for them if you go a little bit further on the IR instead of just looking on the surface level of that injury report. Eli, any final thoughts on the uh, the injury report for either team? Uh, final thoughts? I just hope at the very least, one of Jones or Watson plays as much as I want to see Watson make a season debut. I do think, you know, Jones is technically more important for the offense, but I also agree with what you said earlier that even if Jones is active, I don't know. I just feel like he's not going to be you. I mean, let's be real. It's not like he gets used enough anyway, but he won't even get used not enough enough. So I just feel like Jones isn't going to end up playing. Hopefully Watson does. And uh, yeah, like I said last week, just just win. That would be cool. Absolutely, I love your rational like expectation. Like, just give me one of those guys to play. I don't need both because who knows? You play both, they both get tweaked up even more with the hammy. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if they underutilize Aaron Jones even more, that would be about ten touches. I feel like, but ultimately, I think it's a interesting game. Any game down in Atlanta, I feel with the Packers is always whether it's uh, playoffs, whether it's they're depleted completely with like a bunch of receivers they don't have. And Trevor Davis is your number one receiver. If anyone remembers that years ago, it's just, it's always wild down in Atlanta and the way they play definitely under Arthur Smith is something that's um, could be the, you know, has been the Packers kryptonite that be stopping the damn run in Atlanta is one of the best teams at doing this. And thankfully they have most of their interior guys being the Packers outside of Quay Walker. We'll see what happens with that concussion, but definitely something to monitor as we go forward. Um, guys, as we wrap up here, I just want to let re- remind everyone um, having an incredible start to this um, season for Pack a Day podcast. You guys have been continuing support on the, the YouTube side, definitely on the podcast side. We've hit some milestones recently, and it's it's amazing. So we appreciate all the support. If you haven't yet followed us on Twitter, please do so at Pack a Day Podcast. Again, I already mentioned the YouTube. Andy's putting out content there all the time. New faces, new voices over there. Go check that out daily episodes just like you get on the podcast side as you're listening to this 
um, at Pack a Day Podcast on YouTube. Go like, subscribe, comment, harass Andy about his terrible food comments because I'm sure he's. I feel like we've gotten a little low on the on the timeline recently on harassing Andy on his food comments. We gotta we gotta remind Andy that he is not immune to that, even though he's a father of two. We can still harass him of his food takes. Uh, Janelle, where can everyone get in contact with you? Let them know what sort of content you're putting out these days and where they can. I don't know if you have any hot hot takes recently. Yeah, if, if you've got any hot takes, people can yeah. harass you about. Yeah, I'm usually not the hot take person because you know if you can't take the heat stay out of the kitchen and I definitely stay out of the kitchen in that sense. I'm not a, I'm not a fighter. Um, it did suck though. You know, I mentioned on Twitter, I work in a new job. I don't know which Vikings fans I could have gone over and harassed today. So I'm feeling a little unfulfilled this Friday in that sense. So when it comes to bears and Vikings fans, that's when I get a little more relentless, but I'm usually a stay away from the heat kind of person. But if you catch me on a, on a good day, maybe I'll get a little feisty. So Make sure you're catching all that over on Twitter. Um, follow me at Big Mac underscore four. Um, that's where most of that will be. Obviously, here every Saturday with you guys here at Pack-A-Day. And then also be sure to follow the pack where Zach, Eli, and I continue to put out work. Um, no longer open book, so make sure you're following the pack instead. Got it. And we know someone that doesn't avoid the heat or at least will... I don't know if he interacts with the heat a lot, but definitely throws enough bait out there, Janelle, to, to snag a couple. <laughs> Eli, what do you got going on, man? Let everyone know. I know you're doing a bunch of um, writing in addition to like Janelle's the, the pack you guys are putting um, that content out to. Yeah, I I don't know. I realized lately that I don't do a lot of like replying to nonsense in my comments. But again, there's That's so what I said. Stuff. I feel like you do good yeah. at that. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. People, because it's like I just don't want, I just don't care. I like literally don't care because I know that so many people on Twitter are incredibly stupid. It's actually pretty cool. But uh, I'm actually probably going to set up a couple burners as beers and Viking fans to piss off Jen so we can get some Jen uh, heat on the timeline because it's always fun when, you know, when Jen's going after it with someone. It's always a fun time to see. So I'll do that. Jen, I'm going to ruin your weekend. It's going to be exciting. So follow my main account. <laughs> yeah i will i'll drop my burner accounts later but yeah, i was gonna say you caught the main account <laughs> yeah uh so yeah book of it's the gonna be like aaron rogers foot like one three five nine or something in my comments yeah. aaron rogers back for the playoffs he said it himself uh god what a depressing way to live that whole situation i shouldn't have, uh, I shouldn't have i'm sorry i just opened a whole other can of worms <laughs> i know like, I was I was having a good day, and now it I'm is an injury report episode, though. So I mean, yeah, maybe got to mention it. <laughs> that is true, um, but yeah. Also, you can just yeah find my writing over a Packer report. Uh, I've been doing the last couple Thursdays my Packers X factors before the game, so you could check that one out. Uh, Packers Falcons, and uh, yeah, like Jen said, the Pack. Uh, so the Pack underscore show on Twitter. Give that a follow, and yeah, we'll see you uh, next week. Uh, definitely reach out to Eli to any suggestions for burner accounts that apparently he's going to be doctoring up this weekend. Definitely tweet at him. Let him know certain names. I feel like an Aaron Rodgers Achilles handle would be good too. But uh, yeah, at some point, definitely reach out to Eli. Uh, for myself, um, Matt Freilich, you can find me still on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Guys, I honestly hope that this year for Injury Report isn't a constant monitor monitorization monitoring of 
Christian Watson's hamstring, Aaron Jones's hamstring, a potential um, you know, habitual concussion issue with Quay Walker. That's what I'm really hoping for because I felt like we had that a, a ton last year between Elton and Bakhtiari, and it's just kind of unsettling. It's like a group of players that we really, really need. It's not just, you know, last year was all offensive line or best offensive lineman. Now it's our best offensive weapons and a, a young quarterback that needs that. So hope we can gradually make these a little bit more positive we'll see what happens as you know i would say just to like how the packers coaching staff views the way they need to utilize these players they have a ton of young weapons we mentioned um janelle you brought that up like Jaden reed looking super solid last week romeo dobbs can contribute we'll see if malik heath bar can do anything musgrave gets involved ultimately i think they have some other guys to contribute and we'll see how that operates down in atlanta but for packer fans everywhere everyone at pack a day podcast we hope you guys have a great weekend enjoy the game however you do a traditional noon game for some of you that i know absolutely love that and as always go, go pack, pack go. Go.